We went up high in the mountains where it was quiet. There was an unused cabin up there off the grid, not on Google Maps, strategically hidden from satellite scans, no footprint, having been lead shielded from the start. No phones ever used up there, no trace, just our analog trail, our footprints, our knowing that it was up there. And we went up there, just a few of us, after the leader died, because it had gotten so crazy at the end, we really started to lose it. We, who were trained to maintain at any cost, we had started cracking. Each of us knew it. Each of us knew in his own way that he was showing damage. That all we knew about psyops, torture techniques, the manifold ways of disordering even the most resilient and resistant psyche, all that knowledge was of no help. This surprised us. It surprised us and humbled us. We had thought we were prepared. But trekking up the mountain toward the cabin cleared our heads. And it was Harry who never said much who tried to put it in perspective, talking about Oedipus and Freud, trying to get it through our skulls that what we don't know, we really don't know. He says, uh, the fact that we know there's an unconscious makes no difference. We didn't know what he was talking about at first. We just knew we had to get out of that situation down there in the village to head up into the mountains, cache some food, get away from that voice, that voice that was in our heads that had frayed our nerves. It was a big cabin. It had been there a long time. In World War I, the Italians had used it in the Apennine campaign, but then it was kept secret off the maps. It fell into Allied hands after World War II, and every now and then a black ops team would use it, but then sanitize it, redact all mention of it, wipe it off the maps. As I said, strict policies on all electromagnetic radiation, no cell phones, nothing, not even radio, so that after every use, it would more or less disappear. I spent the days walking in the woods. I didn't talk much. Harry did all the talking. I think each of us felt a little ashamed and chagrined that we'd been worn down like that. And we didn't have a plan. When the leadership crumbled and this clown took over, we thought, well, he'll be replaced and we'll get back to normal. But then he kept at it. Bizarre edict after bizarre edict. Bizarre missions. His psychotic ramblings, they called speeches. The required reading of his tweets. And that family of his he brought with him, they followed him around. We had no idea who installed him or why. It felt like a curse. And we were not strong enough to withstand it. That was the big lesson because of our training, our training to submit 
to follow orders, to respect authority. When the time came, we didn't have what it took to rebel. So we left, and luckily we had the cabin. We stayed up there for six weeks. We didn't talk all that much. We knew what we had to do. One day Harry said he'd like to see the village again, at least to surveil it to see if it might be safe to return. It seemed like the right time. We began to get ready to go down the mountain.